All right. Welcome, everyone. This is Fernando, your host of the Bar Exam Game Plan Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, I'm very excited to bring another awesome guest who is now another awesome attorney, uh, Karen Pedraza, who just recently passed the California Bar. Congratulations, Karen. Thanks for being on today. Thank you so much, and it's a pleasure to be here. Well, Karen, as I, I typically, you know, like to have our audience know a little bit about you. So, you know, if you could just tell us a little bit about who you are, it's always uh, appreciated. Of course. Yeah. So like Fernando said, my name is Karen Pedraza and I'm first gen uh, in everything in terms of undergrad and going to law school. Um, I also, you know, took the bar for the first time and passed it. And now I'm working at Opening Doors um, as an immigration um, immigration attorney, and I'm working both on removal and affirmative cases. Awesome, Karen. Thanks for that. That's uh, uh, congratulations on, on on the work that you're doing as well. Very important work. Um, and you know, I, I wanna I wanna get a sense as well in terms of your journey. I know, I know we worked together for some time and uh, if you could just, you know, give our listeners a sense of what, you know, your journey was like, you know, preparing for that bar exam that was so challenging to, to take, right? Because it's like not just moving the dates, right? But then also the format. And so if we could just give us a sense of that. Yeah, so I graduated from UC Davis uh, Law in the year 2020. And obviously, as many of you know, there was a pandemic that came about in around February or March. So um, I actually did the last bit of my, uh, my law school semester, um, my last law school semester virtually. Um, and then I started studying for the bar, um, you know, in a virtual setting as well. Um, so at first I started studying at home, at, not at home, sorry, at uh, the law school um, at the library because it was a lot quieter for me to study there and I just could focus a lot better, um, just kind of continuing from my law school experience. But then the pandemic got worse. So I ended up having to transition to studying from home. Um, and at first the bar was scheduled for the regular July um, you know, cycle, and then it got moved to, I think, September, and then they moved it to October. So I essentially studied for the bar three months, um, which was a lot. But, um, you know, I kind of had to figure it out along the way. Um, and Fernando was very helpful. You were very helpful, Fernando, in figuring it out um, with me. Um, setting a routine, uh, you know, a daily routine that both um, you know, pushed me towards my goals and also kept me in balance um, emotionally and like physically. Um, and then, you know, I also had to request uh, accommodations. Uh, I struggle with anxiety and depression. So since law school, I had gotten accommodations for my exams. But the process was fairly easy in law school in terms of getting accommodations. But for the bar exam, it's a lot more complicated. It's a lot more thorough. 
Um, there's a lot more documents that you need to submit to show that, you know, you need these accommodations to test successfully and well. Um, so I actually, you know, I feel like my bar exam journey started February of, of my last year of law school because I had to do so much prep work to get the testing accommodations. Um, so yeah. luckily I, I, I got them granted. I went through a lot of back and forth. Um, but I got them granted, um, and I tested, um, and I passed. Yeah, Karen, and I know you're summarizing it in, in, a, in a few minutes, right, that entire journey, but uh, I remember us connecting about that and just, you know, how, how, how challenging it was at the time, and I really, I really appreciate you, you coming on and just sharing your, your journey so openly and vulnerably, because you know, we, we, we got to support each other in that way. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of bar examinees that are potentially in a similar boat, going through similar experiences. But, you know, in the legal profession, we don't tend to get into these issues. And it's important that we do. You know, I've, I've been doing it for, for years now. And I think it's, we're, we're healthier for it and we're more successful for it. Because once you and I started like talking about it, you were able to really figure out a plan and not, not get, it was like you you didn't get stuck, Karen. You kept going and you had a tremendous amount of resilience. And just with little, little like steps here and there, you would figure out a plan and then you would execute. And then sometimes the plan got changed around. I remember too, you know, and you were like, okay, we got to readjust, you know, and, and, and you just, you did that so well. Yeah, I remember that the first time I called you, I was just so frustrated and flustered because I I was panicking because I had to request accommodations and I had to, you know, change health insurance in order to get a, a psych evaluation um, approved by, by um, the California bar and you know, I was just so flustered. And then I think about, you know, that conversation that we had, you know, and midway through my bar prep study and just like how much calmer I felt because I had gotten my accommodations approved, um, mm -hmm. how much that just helped relieve my anxiety. And, and I remember, you know, getting the, the approval notice and like sending it to you right away so that we could format my studying, um, the way that I was going to be tested, right? So I was I was granted an hour or, or time and a half for my exam for each, you know, essay portion and for each multiple choice section. And we had not been studying that way. We had not been planning that way, you know, to test. So we restructured it and we just kind of, you just kind of helped me jump into that without hesitation and to expect that to happen and to also expect to not get the accommodations granted and just like keep pushing you know yeah 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 because it's it's always you know anytime and, and you know I've, I've worked with a lot of folks in the past too who had to deal with that process so i know that it's not a guarantee and i mean i think uh you know is there something about that process carrying that you would want you know, folks to, to know, you know, anything that, that you think would be beneficial, like, okay, if you are thinking about going through the accommodations process, you have to know this. Definitely, if you want to start the accommodations, um, 
process to, you know, to, to be able to test with those accommodations in your bar exam, um, you need to start early. Like, I cannot emphasize enough. Um, first of all, you have to create a track record through law school um, that you've received accommodations if it's possible. Um, and, and second of all, your third year, you know, the moment that you start, you know, begin researching how to, how to get accommodations granted by the bar because you're gonna need to have documents from an independent psychologist and an evaluation from them. You need to find that psychologist in your area and if not travel to find that independent psychologist um, because it can't be your regular psychologist. And then you also need documents from your law school. You need oftentimes transcripts and documents from your undergrad if you also received accommodations from in your undergrad institution. Um, and just kind of building that track record. You need to write a personal narrative of your history of accommodations, why you need it, when you were diagnosed, um, and how you know it would help you to test more efficiently by having those accommodations and yeah it's just a lot of paperwork you need to fill out a lot of forms and everything and 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 i say start early because you don't want to be you know panicking or having to deal with all that paperwork and communication with your institutions while you're trying to study um you want to get it done, you know, ahead of time as much as possible. I started in February and I got my accommodations approved um, probably like a month before I tested. And I'm sure that part of it, part of what delayed the process was the pandemic. But, you know, if I could have started earlier, I would have. I would have submitted my accommodations request. Um, you know, way in advance. I would have had all the paperwork ready by my, you know, by the start of my third year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I think honestly, that's that's just incredibly helpful insight and input into not just the process, but also what to think about. So I really I really appreciate that, Karen. And I want to get your input now on the you know actual exam. You know, what were the, the, the guides, what was the program that was the most effective for you as you engaged in, you know, your, your essays, MBEs, performance tests, just, you know, what, are, what were those tools and resources that, that really benefited you? Well, having access to you was definitely in <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so many levels. Um, and I used the, the Themis program, um, mm -hmm. you know, everyone uses the one that best fits their, you know, study style and whatever, but um, Themis really worked for me. Um, they have videos that you can do in your own time to review lectures, and they have multiple choice questions and essay questions laid out um, by topic. Um, and I just really liked the structure of it. It seemed very straightforward and it was. Um, and then they had the graded, they have graded essay um, like tests um, when you finish a topic. And so 
For example, um, if you completed marital property and criminal law, you would get a graded essay assigned to you. And then an essay grader would then, excuse me, evaluate the essay and then give you like a sample score. And that kind of helped me just know where I was at and if I was going in the right direction, right? Because when you're studying by yourself, you don't really know if you're doing things correctly or not. Um, and so having that, you know, outside resource help um, was really, was really kind of like a compass to know how I was doing. Um, yeah, and I cannot emphasize enough, you know, having access to you as well, um, just being such an amazing resource. Um, I, I really liked having the tutorials with you where I'd, we discussed the big picture of the law because I felt like Themis didn't give, that, give me that. And I liked discussing having a plan to attack multiple choice because I hate multiple choice. <laughs> I hate it, I hate it, still hate it. I passed the bar, but I still hate it. Never want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just having an attack plan for the multiple choice in order to, you know, test efficiently, um, get a certain number of questions correct in the allotted time and not forcing myself to, to get a perfect score or to get a passing score with, you know, by timing myself first, but rather going through the questions and understanding them, understanding what they're asking, looking at the patterns, and then till the very end um, or midway through timing myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also created a little resource for me um, from all of the knowledge that I gathered. Um, and I actually built a, a spreadsheet to keep track of like, how many multiple choice questions I did, how many essays I wrote for each topic. Um, because as many of you know, you need to answer a certain number of multiple choice questions to be in like the passing range. Um, so I couldn't keep track of that in, in my mind, like just like, oh yeah, I've done 34 essays or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I needed something to help me keep track of you know, my progress. So at the end of the week, I would add all the multiple choice questions and all the essay questions to see where I was at. Um, and that resource was, was super helpful for me just to keep in mind, you know, what I had done so far and how much I needed to do to get to, to the passing range um, before they tested. Yeah. And all great tips. I mean, I think if, if we're, if, if, you know, if you're taking anything from here, it's just tracking your progress is so essential. And it sounds like something easy, but it can get a, a little bit complicated because you're, you're working on different programs. And if you're not paying close attention, you know, to where, you, where your score is and how you're improving. And then Karen, I like how you talked about like the difference between performing in non-timed conditions and then in the actual timed conditions you know, just making that adjustment is, is also really important. And so thank you, thank you for sharing that. And, um, you know, Karen, I, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful to you coming on and, and, and sharing your journey. And 
Um, what last pieces of advice would you want, uh, you know, exam takers to, to have as they, they move forward, especially you're coming from the first time uh, bar exam taker, you took it the first time you, you, you know, you, you worked through any, any obstacles or challenges that came your way, which there were many in 2020, and you did it, you know, congratulations, counselor. But for those first time bar exam takers, you know, who are potentially going to take it remotely in July of 2021, you know, maybe after that, things will go back to in person. But uh, what, what tips would you have for those first time bar exam takers? Yeah, I would definitely say stay resilient um, no matter what changes come at you. Um, and just in terms of, you know, tips and hints for when you test and if you test virtually, um, try and, and practice um, virtually, you either taking the essay exams or the multiple choice exams and, and practice virtually also writing uh, the performance test because when you are, you know, taking the exam in a time crunch, you need to be able to not have to deal with like the technology glitches and everything. So do all the mock exams that the state bar offers you um, to do virtually to test the software out before you actually sit down for the exam. Um, so yeah, I think that's like my biggest tip. Uh, I, you know, I did one mock exam probably two months before I tested and then I did the second mock exam um, like a month before I tested and it still didn't feel like I had practiced with the software enough. Um, and, you know, there was just no time, but as soon as you can play with the software so that you know um, what you're coming up against. I mean, they say um, mm -hmm. practice how you'll test, right? So I would just, I just keep that in mind that if you're going to take it virtually, everything will be virtual. You cannot have paper or pen with you um, unless you get that type of accommodation. Oh man, this is great, great insight, Karen. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, especially, you know, just being the, the first uh, time that the, the, the exam format changed, you know, it's, uh, it's really powerful to have your, your fresh thoughts and insight on that, you know. Um, well, Karen, I, I want to thank you again for, for coming on the Bar Exam Game Plan. Honestly, it was, it was an honor and a pleasure working with you. You are just uh, an, an incredible person, and I'm just so happy that you're going to be, uh, you know, just engaging now as an attorney in, in spaces uh, where there's not a lot of uh, Latina attorneys, you know, and I'm just super happy for you, super proud, super excited. So I just want to thank you again for coming on. Thank you, Fernando, really for you know supporting me and for being such a great mentor, not just a, a private tutor, you know. Um, thank you for continuing to uplift like black and brown communities in law school and as they go through their bar exam uh, game plan process. So yeah. we're really lucky to to have you in the community providing this resource. Thank you, Karen. I, I appreciate I appreciate it. And um, all right, everyone, we're, we're signing off, uh, wishing you continued success. Good luck. You got this. 
you can do it, stay in it. And I look forward to, you, to uh, bringing you more, more guests and insight and resources. And I'll catch you at the next episode. Take care. Bye. This episode is brought to you in part by Juno, the collective bargaining group here to get you the best rates on your student loans. To learn more, go to barexamgameplan.info and click on the Juno logo.